Yo, this is a Cheesesteak Sports production. Welcome to Cheesesteak Sports. It's me, Paul. Uh, just by myself again, Dan. Actually, Dan and I talked this time. Um, so I have a bunch of notes from him. Dan's up in New Hampshire. Uh, surprised his girlfriend. Pretty nice of him. Uh, also, it's funny because last time after the Giants game, we didn't do one together and it was another solo pod. I think that was the last solo pod. So it's kind of nice for me to, you know, wrap up this one streak, you know, believing throughout the Eagles all the way through, I guess, by myself. Um, just cause it's kind of like times a flat circle inception. One of my favorite movies of the decade. So that's kind of, actually, that's not even inception as interstellar. Um, life's like a dream though. If you think about inception, Times a flat circle, interstellar, but anyway, enough, uh, <laughs> enough Christopher Nolan uh, references, and I mean the Eagles are NFC champions, NFC East champions. Um, obviously, I'm hoping to become NFC champions, but we're NFC East champions right now, and it's amazing. I mean, as you can tell, I'm a little bit stuffed up from the holiday, but I mean it's just it's exciting, like. Uh, it's kind of weird that it's just me being excited by myself right now that I'm thinking about it. So I kind of do wish that Dan was here, always, you know, in person, feeding off each other, um, hooting, hollering, everything like that. But it, it was just a good game from Carson, like we're expected. Now, like the last bad game Carson had was against the Seahawks. So like that's in the back of my mind. I don't know if it's in the back of your mind. Also... For the Carson haters, I mean, it, it was raining during that game, too. And, and also, that was before, like, that was still, <laughs> like, Matt Collins was still playing for us. And, like, that's that's how crazy this season's been. Um, that, that was just a few weeks ago, too. So, I mean, honestly, I, I feel great. Uh, I'm a little bit tired because I stayed up for the end of that 49ers game. Uh, Seahawks game for you guys that don't know how it finished basically finished the same way that the 49ers Falcons game finished except Julio Jones got over and scored the touchdown in that game and this game Hollister stopped at the inch yard like it was an inch it was maybe two inches but like it, it was insane um, and yeah I, I mean it's just great that the Eagles could take it to the Giants I I like briefly looked over Dan's notes but I didn't want to repeat each other that much. Well, I mean, I didn't want to have his notes influence what I was going to say. Just because we don't really share notes before beforehand. Unless if it's like, oh, like come up with a list of something or anything like that. So, I mean, the Eagles, they they just been playing great football. One thing that I did tweet out after the game, too. Uh, I know that, you know, there's no reason to bring up the Cowboys. But the fact that the Cowboys put up 47 and 44 points in the two games around the Eagles, like literally two 40-plus performances, and only put up nine against us, like that that shows what our defense has. And, uh, I mean, defense played well yesterday. They're, they're in the right position to make some of those plays. Um, I mean, it just feels like we, we're – like it, it is rough, like – Cause like I can see this up. I guess I'll save to get. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Like I'm thinking ahead, like thinking what Russell Wilson can do. If you guys watch that game or even watch his highlights, like some of the throws the dude's making, it's just 
He he's literally top five. Like he's the top five quarterback in the league easily. But I do want to give the Eagles defense credit that it is deserved. And Jim Schwartz and crew. I heard Scandrick. He was talking today. Um, he's just a scumbag. I, I already said too much about him. But I just really think that. Um, <laughs> see, I just want to look ahead. That's my problem right now. Is I really want to jump ahead. Like It's like I'm chomping at this game. And I, I'm hoping the players are too. Um, just because, like, like he says on the shirt, like, it doesn't say we're not done yet. Like, that was the slogan a couple years ago. Uh, I'm pretty sure Dougie P still uses that, actually. But it was something like, uh, isn't enough, or something like that. And, I mean, the NFC East isn't enough. But at the same time, I think we all should sit back and realize that this team got to the NFC East without, like... I know it's a cliche going around a lot. One, two, three receiver, number one running back for portion of the year. But like literally like the injuries that this offense sustained around Carson, like every everyone's been out pretty much. Um, at least the snap here, snap there. I'm trying to think. Uh Goddard at least missed the game. Sanders, you know, Boston Scott wasn't there half the year. Um even Ward, even our fourth string wide receiver missed a couple snaps that looked like on uh, this past Sunday. So it's just amazing what um, what consistency has has done through Carson. I don't think that was the right word for that. But uh, what Carson has been able to consistently put together with the chaos around Carson in all the position groups. And it's, it's truly amazing and a testament to how great of a quarterback he is. Obviously, we'd like to see him out the whole entire season with, you know, different with with the the guys that we thought we had like Dan put it, put up on our um Instagram the other day was the picture of the the receivers. Like D-Jack, Alshon, Nally and Ertz, like those were going to be the Bulls. And we finished the 2019 season without with none of the played on week 17 and it wasn't cuz of rest. So, I, I mean, it just shows, like, he's clicking, he's grooving. And also, it's it's better that way because, like, J.J. wasn't, I don't even, I think J.J. played, yeah, I'm pretty sure J.J. played every snap, but it was, like, he wasn't counted on at all. So, like, even that dude that's been, like, in with Carson the whole entire year, the one dude that hasn't really been hurt, hasn't really done that much. He did have a great catch uh, against the Giants to set us up uh, the game I was at. And also, he um, had a good catch against the Cowboys early in the game. But, like, I just, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm just, I'm I'm lost for words for what Carson has done this year. Like, literally, like, <coughs> pardon. Um, it's it's amazing. Like, that that's all I really can say about it is that this dude's, he, he's been balling. And the other thing is, I know Dan and I were going back and forth about whether he like obviously he hasn't played in the playoff game, but he's played in four straight do or die games. So it's like that's what the playoffs really are. Um, plus you play you play better competition. So I do understand that point. But like the Cowboys, like I just said, put up forty four points, forty seven points. Bad teams don't put up those kind of numbers. Um, inconsistent teams do, and teams that. 
are just like I don't I really don't understand them at all. But anyway, I um I guess I'll get to Dan's notes just because I've been rambling for a little bit. Figure out what this dude had to say about the game. Um, I'll just read it like a list because it looked like he had a good amount of stuff coming my way. <coughs> he said, defense came to play, only gave up that big run to Barkley and hurt themselves on the delay of game on that drive. Have been great on third down the last couple of games. Um, yeah, like like it says right there, run game uh, has been, been solid, been a key part of our, our game. And Marshawn Lynch, he's, like, when I think of him, he's more like the bruiser, like, I'm going to make this a hole instead of the Barkley. I'm going to bounce this out until I find a crease and then I'm going to go. And also, Marshawn Lynch was eating Skittles, like a Skittle IV, two weeks ago. So, actually, he was literally handing out shots in, in the Oakland Raiders facility three weeks ago or whatever before their last game at the Coliseum. <coughs> but... Anyway, he, like, that, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, even Adrian Peterson, he has the vision. Like, he doesn't have the speed that he has anymore. But, like, Adrian Peterson always been able to find that, find it and make it. Marshawn Lynch is just, like, a will, like, I'm going to hammer this square into the circle. So, um... Like I, I'm thinking about like that little kid block game where you gotta put the blocks in. That that's what I'm thinking about. But so that that's like the one big play they gave up. I really don't see happening as long as everyone's, you know. Obviously, I'm thinking back to the Beast Quake, what put Marshawn really on the map for everyone. Like people probably don't even know he played for Buffalo. Like you know what I'm saying. But you just gotta fill your lanes, tackle and wrap, and. You know, even you saw Craven LeBlanc make that phenomenal play on Saquon Barkley on the fourth down where he hits him and gets him to go down. I don't think you can do that to Marshawn, but seeing players going and going against that run game like that, that that's just, that's what's up. Like, that's what it's about. Um, Seahawks seem like they, I mean, even the other night, last night, they're loving to run the ball. That's, that's what they've loved to do over this whole entire year. I thought that it would die down since they're down to their fourth string running back and uh, dude who was a free agent just two weeks ago. But, I mean, it should be interesting. And, and obviously, I'm still doing it again. Like, I'm looking forward to the next game because I can't stop. I'm, I'm excited. Um, oh, wow. Strat, <laughs> Strat was great. Made some big stops on fourth down. And I just said that stop. Um, Malcolm and Fletcher came to play. Uh, Fletcher, they're talking about it on um, Howard Eskin was saying, oh, it's crazy. Like uh, Fletcher Cox didn't didn't record a tackle in that game on Sunday, and it's like, bro, like they didn't even say like Fletcher Cox came to play. You like he puts his imprint on the game in different ways, whether that's taking on two blockers, whether that's throwing people. Obviously, he scooped up the fumble, but. I mean, they just did it. Malcolm Jenkins also just finished off his second consecutive season of taking 100% of the snaps, which is crazy, which kind of, like, that's awesome. Like, that's great. But that makes me, like, if I'm a, if I'm a guy, I'm going to be like, yeah, I don't know if you can do that three years in a row. Like, I don't know if I'm going to give you that long deal. Like, that's just, like, a personal thought of mine. Um, but, yeah, he, 
He's the leader of the defense. He's been doing it. Um, and, I mean, he, he makes a good play. He hasn't had, like, a outstanding year. But for what he is and what he's been doing, he, he's been doing a great job. So, I mean, a lot of times he, he's asked to take away, like, tight ends that are threats. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was over a Hollister. But he's also, like, that pseudo linebacker, too, coming into the box half the time, too. Um, but, yeah, they both had great Timmy J is a dog. Um, D-A-W-G for you guys to keep track at, at home. Um, yeah, I mean, it's true. I, I've been hype on Timmy J since our Super Bowl year. Well, since, like, the first first game that, that year. Because I heard he was going to be top. I heard he was that bull. And then, like, seeing him play, I'm like, yeah, this dude's really that guy. And then, like, just following him on Instagram and everything. And also, Chris Long, I heard him say the other day, uh, like, that, that's one of his favorite teammates of all time. Him and, like, Bo Allen. And maybe it was just Philly guys, because he only named Philly guys when uh, when he was talking. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, Timmy J is a dog. Uh, what a day to not only get in the playoffs, but at the same time send the Cowboys home and watch the NFC East go down with most likely all three coaches being let go. Uh, as of right now, at actually, I, I haven't been on my phone in a little bit. So, as of right now, at least two are gone. Um, it, Pat Shermer and, well, I mean, Jay Green was fired a while ago. So, it should be interesting. Uh, Ron Rivera is most likely going to sign with uh, the Redskins. Oh, Washington team. And, I mean, that's cool, I guess. I, I feel like Doug Peterson owns Ron Rivera a little bit. So, it's it's all good. Uh, Ron Rivera's a nice guy. So, I mean, I I wouldn't want the dysfunction to take him over in Washington. But who knows what happens. Um, let's see. Next note. Carson Wentz gets to play in a real January playoff game. Happy birthday, Carson. He was efficient again while throwing to new guys. Burnett and Davis. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I was saying earlier, uh, I can't believe how great Carson's been in, through the stretch, throwing to whoever is out there. Um, the other things that, like, it was really annoying for me today because I watched uh, one clip with, like, Max Kellerman, and he's like, oh, Boston Scott played amazing. Uh, t- like, it was him going back to Dan Orlovsky, but he's saying, oh, uh, Boston Scott? He had three rushing touchdowns, blah, 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 all this stuff. But it's like Carson's the guy that's at the line of scrimmage. They literally had it on the one. They could have easily quarterback sneaked it in. They could have easily done a rollout, throw it at any one of the receivers because we were clicking like that. But when you can pound it in their mouth and Carson chooses to make the right football play by doing that, that's so much bigger than the throwing stats. Like that's like, that's like, like it, it's just ridiculous. Like, people might, like, if you box score hunt, you're like, oh, I don't know. Carson only threw, like, one touchdown. Uh, you know, it's not. Th- but if you actually watch a freaking game for once, Max Kellerman, yeah, he, he does. His wife actually listens to the pod. She, she'll get this tone. But, no, seriously, if you watch the game, you can see all of, Carson, all of what Carson does. He has to even, like, it was pretty loud at MetLife. I was pretty surprised by that. But rain's coming down. Fans are screaming, and he's at the line trying to conduct everything and getting people who weren't in the NFL just 
even four weeks ago to the right place. Like, it, it's literally amazing. It, it's getting me choked up even thinking about it. Holy cow, dude. But seriously, it, it literally, some of the, it, it's just amazing. He, he's the man. Uh, he's he got me going up again with, with that. But um, uh, Boston Fire just brings the juice always. Uh, like I already said, Boston Scott had uh, three touchdowns. Um, yeah, I mean, he's like a mini me Sproles. Like he literally does it. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I, that that's all. <laughs> there wasn't anything to expand on that one because I already did touch on him. Uh, Goddard made some big, big dog plays. D a w g. Um, but yeah, uh, I I specifically remember the one of the third down conversions. Maybe the second. I, I don't know. It was for a first down. And Carson lost it up. Dallas got it. Grabs it out of the air. Didn't even like really jump for it. But like he knew. like He's like, oh, I got this little safety bull on me. I'm going to just grab it. It's like what I'd do if I had someone guarding me. Like It's basically like what you do when you have someone small and you guarding you. Um, but, yeah. I mean, uh, Dallas Goddard. He's going to be the tight end for this team. Uh, probably the rest of our playoff run. Uh, unless if we really make a lot of noise and are in the Super Bowl, from what reports I've heard. So, um, let's see. Jake Elliott back to himself and very clutch kick. Uh, yeah, it was a very clutch kick. I mean, I guess he's back to. I, I guess it's. I don't know. It's just rough. The, those kicks last week were really rough. Like they were hard kicks to make, and obviously we expect him to make them. So, like, when he misses a 53-yarder, 54-yarder, like, oh, like, you suck. You got to hit those. But, in all actuality, like, you know, going, I, I guess he's probably one for three on 50-plus this season, which isn't, you know, it, it's not amazing um, by any stretch. It's not even that, that good. I'd say it's about average for the NFL. So, obviously, you want your kickers to make it, especially after signing the deal, and then, obviously, that, ensuing game he misses his first field goal attempt or whatever um that we could have actually really used but i mean yeah i i know like yeah jake elliott's who who he is like if people don't remember his super bowl like our super bowl run with him he's missing a lot of a lot of kicks a lot of pats at least so i me personally i rather make sure he's 100 percent on pats and then give me like 90%, you know, 40 and in, give me like 85, 40 to 50, and then 50, like I literally would take like 50% below, like 50 plus 50%, I mean 50% or higher on those. And, and like, that's, that's obviously you want the kicker to make more kicks than that. But like, realistically, like I'm just thinking back to like Alex Henry, shanking Cody Park even for the Bears last year like double doinking it it's like it's hard to get good kickers and consistent kickers um let me see what his stats are for this season uh right now he has only missed four field goals all year so uh my stats of 50 plus might be a little bit off he might be even hitting them a little bit higher so, I actually don't know how to do a per-game basis, actually. Uh, maybe pull up a game log. Yeah, that's what I got to do. Um, 
But yeah, so like like I was saying, I was really just throwing out ballpark stats. I really have no clue what I would want from him. And I also don't have any clue how to check how far these are. I mean, he did throw that one interception against them. So like that that was kind of sucky. But, I mean, besides that, okay, let's see. In the Bears game, he, <laughs> this is really rough. This is bad stuff. Uh, I'm sorry. I just, I don't think he's been, like, great or anything. But I think he's been consistent. And, I mean, 22 for 26 on the season. Obviously, that's not a lot of field goals, but that's because we're kind of punching the ball in when we get in the red zone for the most part. And we go for it on fourth a lot. So, it's kind of just like a tricky situation when it comes down to that. Um, but, I mean, we're we're NFC's champions, so we have to win the football game at all three facets of, of the game. And I'm kind of just filling up as much time as I possibly can. As you can tell, I'm still stuffy. Uh, let's see. Dan said, Schwartz threw some blitzes at them, and it paid off. And... Yeah, I don't, I, I'm always bad at figuring out when they're blitzing or not. I mean, that's normally where I'm looking is line of scrimmage and seeing like who's beating who. But most of the time, I, I, I go like I read Cox. I'm like, okay, there's Cox. Then I push outside to like whether it's, you know, it's BG or it's Derek Barnett, like whatever side. Like I feel like the flow of the of the plays going. That's like my next defensive end like it's literally crazy I, I don't know if everyone like how everyone watches football that that's actually pretty interesting to think because like I know some people like just staring on the quarterback but I go I kind of like pick up like it's, it's really weird now that I'm thinking about it and like that's literally how I watch like pretty much every single snap is like at least for the Eagles like I, I push defensive snap I push Cox then I go over to Barnett. Th- then I go over to Graham, depending on whatever the close side is. Um, but yeah, I never really thought about that. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. But like Dan said in in, in the text, nonetheless, uh, Schwartz was you know dialing it up. I mean, Schwartz just does what Schwartz does. Like I like I've been saying his whole entire tenure here. He's a great defensive coordinator. Obviously. We don't have any lockdown quarterbacks or anything like that. And if you really think about um, Devontae Parker going off on uh, Stephon Gilmore, that has to make people feel not as bad about our corners. If Devontae Parker can do that against, against the best quarterback in the league, that makes it just a little... Well, also because it's in the back burner four weeks and we're already in the playoffs, it makes it a little bit more tolerable. Um yeah, I, I mean it, it's a it's a great time to be alive. Uh, let's see. Uh, Paidoff could not be happier to make the playoffs. Oh shoot, this one cuts off. Could not be happier. Oh, it's not going away. <laughs> let's see. Could not be happier to make the playoffs. Doug Peterson and the staff deserve a ton of credit, and with all the injuries that have. Looked impossible to overcome. We continue to find a way. Three straight years in the postseason. How n- now looks really good. And I go back to Carson saying, after his rookie season, he expects to play in January every year. It's a beautiful day. 
Also, going back, pushing back to what Dan said earlier, getting to see Carson finally play in January after what Dan was referencing was a game against the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys, his rookie season, him and Cox on the sideline. He's like, next year we go, next year we go. And Cox said, yeah. And Carson didn't get to go. And then last season, Carson didn't get to go again. So it's just like, it's really, really just amazing that the year that he does get to go, you know, play the full 16. First Eagles quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards. First quarterback in the NFL to throw for 4,000 yards and not have a receiver over 500. Um, Other fact regarding 4,000-yard passers, Chicago Bears are the only franchise not to have one right now. Um, So that's interesting as well. Like another defensive town. So I'm trying to think. I guess Chad Pennington must have done it for uh, the Jets. But um, let me think. Yeah, so like, it's just crazy that he's finally going. And like Dan said, all the injuries around it. And this is like the year that he gets to go. This is the year that kind of looked the most improbable to some people. Even though I was more confident about this year rather than last year. Just because I was at that Dallas game that we lost down there. It was literally like a gut punch and a and the soul stealer. It was like, it, it was just so bad just because it got tipped. It was like ball gets tipped, goes into Cooper's hand and he walks in for a touchdown in overtime. Like result Douglas played that game, that ball perfectly. And somehow it went into Cooper's hand and he went in for a touchdown. So like, that's another thing that people don't really look at. Also, like that game was doomed from the start when they messed up the kickoff. See, I st- it's a year later and an NFC East championship, uh, yeah, NFC East championship later too, and I still am not over that just because that game was host from the first. Eh, whatever, I I really need to drop it. Maybe if we get like another Super Bowl, I'll be able to drop it. Um, I probably won't. I'll, I'll never drop that. That's like one of the games, just especially because I was there. Like it was it was insane. Um, but yeah, like that one, I I was like shoot like. I guess, like, this isn't our year. Like, Super Bowl magic wore off, whatever. And then we started stringing the games back together. So then this year, I know that that's in our back pocket, basically. Because, like, that just feel like, it's really weird with the team. Like, they like to get slapped around a little bit before they get going. So, I mean, it's it's literally like, okay, like, all right, whatever. Like, in, in my back of my head, I'm like, okay, like, you know. Like, you guys heard me all year. After the Detroit Lions game. No, I guess, no, that's too far back. Uh, What was another big one? I guess after the Vikings game. It was, was like, around there when we dipped back. Oh, no, that's what. So, it has to be after, my bad. Is after the Cowboys game. The first one. And we lose. And I was like, dude, like, I don't know what to tell you. But, like, we're going to beat the Bills. We're going to beat the Bears. Then we're going to go by. Then we're going to lose to the Patriots. Lose to the Seahawks. Beat the Dolphins. Beat the, but, obviously, I was off on that. Um, also, it's somewhere in there, like, in that timeline when I went back to it. I was like, I was like, oh, oh no, you know what I said? I was like, Seahawks is a little bit too far out for me to predict. So, I was thinking in my mind that we were going to lose, but by the time you came around, you know, I get you stop. I'm like, go Birds. Like, we're winning that. 
But basically, like, I felt this whole entire year, I felt like this was, like, just a possibility. Just because of Doug Peterson, really. That, that's really what it comes down to. Um, obviously, losing in Miami, like, that sucks. But at least they, Miami didn't come to us and beat them. I think that's honestly worse. Um, obviously, Brian Flores is from New England. Been there for, like, 14 years or whatever. So, like, he knows tricks of the trade. So like that's that could be one thing why they lost, but I I personally am really excited for this wild card weekend. Uh, one last thought from uh, actually he's got two uh, to go into the playoffs with everyone doubting us again and us playing the best football of the season. We gotta like our chances going forward with the chance to make some noise. Just so many injuries. Hopefully, can get some of these guys back for Sunday's game. A uh, little bit of Johnny text, or it could have been me reading. I don't have my glasses on. I don't have glasses, that's why. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, like I was saying a couple weeks ago, uh, Dan, I actually vaguely remember Dan cutting me off with this one. I said to him, yeah, uh, like, you know, once we get going, like, we get to the playoffs, then we even get Deshaun back. It's like, we can't talk about it. And it's true. At that point, we shouldn't have been talking that way. But, like, the way I was looking is I was playing forward for this moment. Um, that's why I stay as calm as I most as I can. Like, just, like, try to stay as reserved as possible. Just because it's like, yeah, like, you know, like, it's a 17-game season. Well, 16-game season, 17-week game season. 17 week season 16 game season and like it's it's like four quarters like like we were we're doing in the beginning of the season like we broke up the first quarter split it two and two um did that third quarter that the third quarter is a little bit rough but i mean we, we pulled it together and i mean like the insane people are counting us out again and i love it like i, I literally love it um i just uh, yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, Brooks is out for the rest of the season. I didn't mention that. Uh, Sanders looks good to go. We'll have the better injury report by Thursday. Um, let's uh, wish I was able to do the pod. I'm super excited to be where we're at and ready for a run. Go Eagles. Eagle bird, eagle bird, eagle bird, eagle bird. That was just a bunch of eagle emojis at the end. But like he's saying, uh, I mean, Dan's going to be back by Thursday. So that's going to be hype because we're going to get it popping off for you guys. A nice, big, juicy NFC wild card round playoff game matchup preview pod. Now, I was just trying to see how many adjectives I could throw in there. But, yeah, Dan and I will get it popping off for you guys then. I hope you enjoyed a little bit longer stakes thoughts. I was going to put out a uh, decade movie review. Uh, like top five of my decades, but I really don't feel like it, so I'm not going to. So I might put that out like then and next year. But yeah, no, seriously, everyone have a great New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs>